Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, February 8th, 2019. And it is a beautiful day to have a faith-filled Friday. We're going to continue our series looking at the armor of God. So if you are in the comfy coziness of home or you're listening while sitting in your favorite coffee shop, whatever, um, and you want to follow along in your Bible, um, we're going to be reading from Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 18 on the armor of God, which is in the New Testament. Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 18 in the New Testament. So it's in the back part of the Bible. And if you are driving or unable to um, follow along, don't worry, I'm going to read it to you. And as always, in the description of this podcast will be any of the additional verses that we look at. And today, our focus is going to be on the helmet. Accept God's salvation as your helmet. That's the verse we're going to focus on today, verse 17. And this has been a beautiful journey looking closer at the armor of God each Friday. So I'm going to give you a a little bit to grab your Bible, open up to Ephesians 6, and when you get back, I will read. Okay, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and today I'm going to be reading from the easy to read version. Each Friday, as we've dove into the armor of God. I've read from a different version or translation of the Bible. I think sometimes we learn so much from hearing it and reading it in different translations, different versions. You know, there might be something that you notice in one that you hadn't noticed in the other, but the meaning is the same. So this Friday, Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 18 from the ERV also known as the easy-to-read version. Wear the full armor of God. To end my letter, I tell you, be strong in the Lord and in his great power. Wear the full armor of God. Wear God's armor so that you can fight against the devil's clever tricks. Our fight is not against people on earth. We are fighting against the rulers and authorities and the powers of this world's darkness. We are fighting against the spiritual powers of evil in the heavenly places. That is why you need to get God's full armor. Then on the day of evil, you will be able to stand strong. And when you have finished the whole fight, you will still be standing. So stand strong with the belt of truth tied around your waist. And on your chest were the protection of right living. On your feet were the good news of peace to help you stand strong. And also use the shield of faith with which you can stop all burning arrows that come from the evil one. Accept God's salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit. That sword is is the teaching of God. Pray in the spirit at all times. Pray with all kinds of prayers and ask for everything you need. To do this, you must always be ready. Never give up. Always pray for all of God's people. Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 18 from the easy to read version.
Okay, so as we look at the helmet, in verse 17, in the easy-to-read version, it says, Accept God's salvation as your helmet. NIV says, Take the helmet of salvation. The English Standard Version says, And take the helmet of salvation. And the New King James Version says, and take the helmet of salvation. I kind of like the easy to read version for this verse and this piece of armor. Accept God's salvation as your helmet. And when we look at the um, armor of God and the helmet, think about what does a helmet do? It protects your head, right? And... Our head is one of the most vital parts of our body, and that's where our thought process is. It's where our brain is, which controls all of the neurons and everything, the synapses firing in the rest of our brain, or the rest of our body. It all starts right there in our brain within our head. And when we know, when we know that... um, Christ died for our sins, accept that, confess we have sinned, and, you know, try to live a more moral and, um, I don't want to say godly life because that can scare people, but, um, you know, salvation is accepting that God sent his only son to earth, Jesus, and then he died on a cross and rose three days later. And fulfillment of the scripture we believe and we believe that that is true and we confess our sins and we admit we're sinners we're all sinners there is nobody free from sin in this world we're all sinners your sin is no worse than my sin or vice versa um, 1 John 5 well let's do 1 John 1 9 if we confess our sins Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we confess our sins, Jesus forgives us. We are forgiven. 1 John 5, 11-12 God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. And that's where I think some religions vary. I was born and raised in the Catholic Church, and there's a lot of focus on Mary and doing the rosary, you know, and they have Jesus up on, nailed to the cross as a reminder of our sins, and, and that's okay. On some levels, and I think it was there for my Catholic upbringing, I do, I just think I missed the boat. Or missed it because my grandmother was always telling me, you know, that because she was always praying. But I didn't understand that praying is talking with God. That's having a relationship with God, with Jesus. And it's through that relationship that once we've accepted and believed that God died, God sent Jesus and Jesus died on the cross and was rose again that 
it's through that relationship with Jesus. He left us the Holy Spirit. So we have, we do have like Jesus living in us to help us make right and right, right and wrong, <laughs> the difference. And I think of Jiminy Cricket and I might be dating myself because some of you listening may have no clue who Jiminy Cricket is, but when Jesus rose from the dead and went back to heaven to be with his father, he left us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is like our Jiminy Cricket. And that's how I have always thought of the Holy Spirit as Jiminy Cricket. You know, standing on our shoulders saying, Whoa, Lisa, what are you thinking? Not a good choice. Or it might be that pit in your stomach where you're like, Oh, I got a really bad feeling. This is not good. That's the Holy Spirit giving you a little nudge. And I think, you know, that's that's all good. And so I, as I was studying and researching for today's podcast, I found um, a helmet of salvation prayer, which I had never heard of, which is intriguing to me. And it's inspired from Psalm 146 through 7. So I wanted to read Psalm 140. Psalm 140, verses 6 and 7. I say to the Lord, you are my God. Hear, Lord, my cry for mercy. Sovereign Lord, my strong deliverer, you shield my head in the day of battle. And we never know when that day of battle is going to come, but God does. And he's right there with us, and he's ready to shield us. And so this prayer is from Soul Shepherding. Um... And it's helmet of salvation prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, shield my heart, head in battle. I fix my thoughts on your mercy and strength. Lord Jesus Christ, put on me your helmet of salvation. I live uprightly before you. Lord Jesus Christ, form my mind with your words. I capture every thought to obey you. And they, they took, you know... Psalm 146 through 7 and then a few other verses and they came up with this prayer and it is beautiful. Bill Galtier G-A-U-L-T-I-E-R-E and it's from his blog Um, and he talks about the helmet of salvation for you is the title. It's I, I thought that was very nice and I'll try to link that article in my Facebook post when I share the podcast. I will put a link to this um, uh, to this website with the prayer because he has a lot of other great verses that you might be interested in and to take you like a little further in the study. So accept God's salvation as your helmet. Let your relationship with Jesus protect you. That's what, you know, that's that's the summary. Let Jesus, your relationship, protect you. Um, Isaiah 59, 17 talks about the helmet and about God. So just listen to this. It's kind of cool. This is in the Old Testament. Isaiah 59, 17. He put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as in a cloak. I found this intriguing because 
Paul reminds us that um, the armor of God that we put on is the same armor of God that God wears himself. God's perfect. God knows everything, yet he still dresses in the armor to protect himself from the devil's schemes. And I think that's, to me, was like an ah moment. You know what I mean? Like, holy cow, really? And I had never noticed that before. And so when I was studying, they referenced that verse, and I'm like, I don't get it. And so after a little further study and reading, I'm like, oh my gosh. We put on the armor of God like God puts on the armor of God. You know, he wears armor to protect himself from the devil. You know, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool to think that, you know, through our relationship with God, we are more like God. We, sh- we are called to be an image of God. So as we put on that armor of God, we are truly putting on his armor, the same armor he wears as God. And so, I don't know. Um, salvation, you know, because in this version it says, accept God's salvation as your helmet. Salvation is basically um, being saved or delivered from something. And our salvation as a Christian is being saved from our sins. It doesn't mean we quit sinning. It doesn't mean that we're not still a sinner. It means that we accept we're sinners, we, we ask for forgiveness, and we try to live a more upright life. It just means we're trying to be a better human being after we admit we sin and accept God's love and that relationship and the fe- you know all that knowledge of Jesus dying on the cross for my sins, for your sins. Jesus died for us. He was sinless, yet he died and accepted all of the pain, all of the hardship through his crucifixion for the sins you and I commit, knowing that we are imperfect. And when we believe that and we truly internalize that and, you know, we confess and understand that, you know, I can confess I sin. It doesn't mean I wake up tomorrow perfect. It just means I have a mindset of trying to make better choices. Trying not to. But knowing I'm going to sin. I am a human being. I am not perfect. I am not God. And neither are you. So do not beat yourself up because you make mistakes or... Because you don't think you're good enough for God. God loves you. And he is standing there just waiting for you to invite him in. And he will protect you. And sometimes, you know, life is not cushy. I'm not saying that. And it's not going to be easy. But knowing that God is right there alongside of me, I got to tell you, it makes it I don't know, necessarily easier, but that might be the word. Um, I'm able to put one foot in front of the other because I know God's got my back. And even when I'm going through the worst of times, through that relationship and knowing that I have the Holy Spirit, my little Jiminy Cricket in me, 
of helping me know right from wrong and helping me understand, you know, what I should be doing, I don't always listen. And I'm not going to blow smoke and tell you that I do. This is living with Lisa, keeping it real. Here's the reality. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. I make mistakes all the time. I'm positive I disappoint God on a daily basis. Yet I also know I'm sure I make God smile on a daily basis. And I try to be the best version of myself that I can be. And sometimes I do not do a very good job. And other times I shine brightly. And I think that's part of, you know, being human. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It, it doesn't, you know, God's faithful. He will forgive us. John 1, 5, verses 11 through 12. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. That means even when we perish and we die here on earth and our body dies, through that relationship with God, through with Jesus, we go and live in heaven forever, an eternal life. And this life is in his son. Whoever has the son, Jesus has life. And whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. When I die, it's a win-win. My earthly body will pass away, which is sad for my family that will be left behind. Yet the glory and the blessing is that I'll be living with God. that gives me comfort and peace when I lose loved ones and I know that they have that relationship with Jesus because one day I'm going to see them again because of that relationship we have with Jesus that we will all be together again and that's something we need to remember so but I don't know, a little deep today, but it is a faith-filled Friday, and sometimes to really look at our faith and our belief systems, it gets deep. And we need that sometimes. So I hope you're enjoying this Faith-Filled Friday series and on the armor of God. Have a fabulous weekend, everybody. Remember, keep putting on that armor. You have a plan. God has a plan for you. Our plans don't always line up with what God wants, and that's hard. What I want to encourage you is to remember that God only wants what's best for us, and he can see the big picture. He sees all of our days, and when we struggle and try to understand and ask the questions why, it's easier sometimes if we just say all right God it's your will not mine you've got the bigger picture I'm going to put on my helmet of salvation continue talking to you praying to you trusting you and may you be my armor have a great Friday everybody this is Lisa living with Lisa keeping it real and thanks for listening